Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist of the Detroit News, joined by Robin Warner, robinwarner.com. And we are broadcasting live today from the Casino Porch down on Belle Isle for the last Detroit Grand Prix uh, on Belle Isle. Uh, tremendous racing uh, going on all day today. We've already had the, uh, the uh, Indy Lights uh, boys have been out there. Uh, uh, just got finished. The uh, IndyCar uh, series is on track right now, qualifying uh, for tomorrow's race. And uh, this afternoon, uh, a little after 3 p.m., uh, the IMSA WeatherTech uh, racers will be out on track, uh, promising a great uh, race. We're joined by Stephen McAleer, who is driving the Mercedes-AMG uh, GT3 car in the uh, GTD series uh, at IMSA WeatherTech, and uh, Stephen, welcome to the program, and you've been pretty quick out there. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. It's uh, certainly exciting to be here. First first time in Detroit, uh, obviously first time at Belle Isle, and it's uh, what a fun place to be around. It's uh, your first time, and it will be your last. I, uh, As we've been talking about, you know, there is um, the shift to downtown Detroit, so it's good that you get to experience it this one time at least, and how are you enjoying it being on a big bruiser of a track with a big bruiser of a car in that uh, AMGT? Yeah, you know, this place is is a lot of fun. And I had a similar deal with, with Long Island, uh, Long Beach, sorry, this this past uh, couple of races ago. I'd never been to two street circuits. And uh, Brian Sailors, who you were talking to a little while ago, uh, you know, he told me, he said, uh, think Long Beach is cool. Wait, wait till you go to Bellow here. Wait, you see this place. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's living up to, you know, super high speed, super bumpy. Um, you know, no room for it or really whatsoever. And you know, The drivers like that. Um, I'll be honest, I've struggled a little on the practice day, but we find some pace, uh, you know, during, uh, during the later of the practice. And, um, yeah, I can't, can't wait to get going in a few hours. Well, Steve, it sounds like the... Uh uh, sounds like they got BOP bouncer performance kind of figured out. You guys are all in the 129s in the qualifying. I mean, it was it was a uh, uh, as competitive a qualifying as I've I've seen. What uh, what what are you finding there? Where the the couple tents that you're finding that others aren't? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, if, if you go back to the second practice session, I think it was less than a tenth between the first eight cars. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, you're, you're two tenths off the pace. You think you're doing good, and you're starting at the back. So um, working with Mike and working with this, this new team, uh, you know, Mike's been, been uh, great for me uh, learning this car. It's the first year for me ever driving a GT3 car, period. <laughs> um, so still learning this, uh, this monster of an AMG. And, yeah, we just got it running good over the bumps. I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, certainly a confidence thing, trusting that the car will be there when you turn in. But, 
Yeah, the team's got the car set up pretty good right now. Should be good over a long run as well. It's bumpy out here, you say? It's a little bumpy. It reminds me of uh, the, the back roads in Scotland with my, uh, <laughs> my grandmother's Ford Fiesta that I would try and destroy going through there. It's very similar. I hear that the Ford Fiesta is one of the best feeder series for <laughs> GT3 racing, so that's uh, that's good to hear. Uh, it's We're talking about these bumps in, in you know, that you really got to work out mechanical grip to make that happen, and yet aerodynamics is a pretty important part of this track. This is a pretty fast place. So how is it feeling out uh, downforce levels and uh, getting a feel for that in the high-speed corners and then also dealing with the bumps at the same time? Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, you've got, again, going back to Long Beach, that was a lot of slow mechanical grip corners. This is really the opposite. We're starting to get in the aero with these cars and uh, again, it's, it's trusting, you know, if you turn in a car length too soon, uh, you can hit the bump at an awkward angle, and uh, it really gets you close to the outside wall. I think as the race goes on, there's going to be a lot of marbles on the outside. It's going to be very tough offline, certainly for passing. Um, but, uh, again, these cars, the, the GT3 cars are so good nowadays. The ABS on them is incredible. We have multiple settings that we can change. The trash control is fantastic, and... Uh, it's funny, the trash control lets you know when it's in it, which is quite frequently around here when you're going over the bumps <laughs> and trying to get back to power. So uh, uh, talk a little bit more about uh, uh, about the Mercedes relative to some of your competitors. I mean, this is I, I think this is the meaning, meanest-looking race car in GTD uh, today. It's got to be... Uh, it's got to be an intimidating thing uh, when you come up on somebody in the rearview mirror. But you have so many manufacturers in this series. It's really, it's really exciting. It's a preview. Robin and I have been talking uh, a little, a little bit early in the program about all the manufacturers going to be coming into prototype racing next year. But they're all there in GT. I mean, it's extraordinary how many uh, cars are in uh, GTD racing. Talk about the Mercedes and what it brings. Yeah. It- you know, the, the manufacturers, I mean, I was a little disappointed in qualifying. I qualified P8 today um, and certainly didn't show what we had in practice. So going to be work, trying to work our way up front today. But it, it's, it's crazy racing against these other cars. One minute there's a car super fast, other manufacturer at a particular racetrack, and then we go to the next one. And I'm not going to say it's slow, but it's not at the top of the timesheets where, you know, where it was if the past weekend. Uh, where the Mercedes is extremely strong is over the course of a long run. You know, so I think the race going green, fingers crossed, for 100 minutes today would be, a, I think, a benefit for us. Um, uh, you know, we're really good on tire wear. I would say the car has a little bit of understeer in there in general, even with, you know, new or old tires, which around a place that's bumpy and can get out of control is actually a good thing around yeah, the Yeah, tiny bit of a cushion, yeah? Yeah. And what about uh, this 100-minute duration race? How are you thinking about the strategy over that long run? When are you going to do your pit stop, and is there any specific ideas about ways to handle the in-lap or the out-lap? Yeah, I definitely the in-lap and the out-lap are going to be massive. The, the passing run here, especially when you're racing someone of, of similar pace, it's zero unless they make a mistake. I mean, it's going to be really tough to pass, so track position will be key. Um, I think we're probably looking at the reverse fuel window and figuring out when we can come in and pit for fuel and, and make it to the end. Uh, Mike Skeen, my teammate, is, is finishing the race. That may mean that he uh, is on fuel conserve mode for a little while for us to try and deliberately gain some track position. 
Um, but as you mentioned, you know, we have this plan in mind. Turn one could change that really quickly at the start of the race, <laughs> and then we'll go to plan B. <laughs> well, and here, maybe you want plan C's, D, E, and F as well. <laughs> That's the nature, yeah, nature of street racing. Exactly. I mean, the last few races for us, you know, there's been one or two cars that were fully expected to be on the podium, and I would have said they haven't been, you know, and it's just from a strategy or a uh, yellow flag being called at a surprise time, so... Uh, we have we certainly have a game plan. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know if that changes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you said this is this is your first season in uh, GT3. Uh, uh, just uh, talk, talk a little bit about uh, uh, you know we, we we Americans we got all kinds of uh, all kinds of racing series uh, going on here. You got all kinds uh, uh, at this track, but but it, but this is very North American. You have uh, IMSA. Uh, is, is a North American series. Uh, IndyCar is a North American uh, race series. As as a Scott uh, coming to the United States, uh, what, what do you, what do you like? So I, I think every kid's dream was to be a Formula One driver, and then not to uh, disappoint people, but that's a pretty hard road to go down. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I, I love the sports car. I came over here in 2009. I moved here permanently in March 2009. I had done the Skip Barber Racing School, which everybody knows of, and, and did uh, their series through there. The year I ran in 2007, a couple of names that I raced against that you might be familiar with, Ricky Taylor, Joseph Newgarden, Gabby Chavez, uh, Connor DeFilippi, and I think I was 10 years older than them You know, when I first started. So I was 24, 25. These kids are 14, 15, and I'm like, oh, these kids are quite good. So uh, big learning curve for me in uh, 06 and 07, but... I felt the opportunity to come over to the States and, and uh, pursue the racing career felt like the, the right thing to do. So I'm over here. What, what do I drive? I drive everything as much as I can. I race in a couple of GT4 championships, one in IMSA, one in SRO. Uh, a, a nice shout-out to Joe Robillard. He's been my guy. I do uh, LMP3 with him. And, and obviously, this Mercedes is a new program for me this year. Uh, certainly not biased, but the Mercedes is, is one fun car to drive. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's quite a that's quite a variety. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as a as a Skip Barber alum myself, that is always one of the favorite things to do. Is uh, you get out of the race series, and uh, at a minimum, you're going to be able to name drop in a few years' time. It's like, oh, I used to race this guy. Yeah, who who, who, who do you race with? Uh, my two favorites are uh, well, I should name three: um, Marco Andretti, um, uh, Sergio Perez, and um, John Edwards. So yeah, you know, there. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you always, you always. Joseph Newgarden is definitely a good one. Ricky Taylor is a good one. But uh, you know, when you really get into racing, you realize just how incredibly expensive it is, yeah. and how incredibly difficult it is, and there's so many ways where you can have a disadvantage. So any place you have an advantage, oh boy, you take it. Yeah, absolutely. We were actually paddock next to Wayne Taylor Racing, and I drove for them a bunch of years at Lamborghini Super Trofeo. So obviously I knew Ricky and Jordan prior to that. But uh, they seem to have more of the fans here, more of the crowd. So I text Ricky and said, hey, do you mind sending some fans over to uh, the 32 Mercedes? So you get a good kick out of that. So as you kind of look at this uh, new world, uh, uh, we, tend to be, we tend to be parochial in the United States in racing, but not so much anymore. Formula One has really taken off. Uh, in, in recent years, uh, we now we're going to have three Grand Prix here, I think, uh, next year between Las Vegas, Miami, and, and uh, Circuit of the Americas. Uh, the IMSA racing is going more international now with the uh, with the new uh, uh, rules. 
Uh, does it feel to you like uh, it, it's becoming more international here? Yeah, I mean, I certainly, uh, I think the Formula One drive to survive has really pushed, you know, the, the racing in general. And, uh, I mean, if you look at the, the car counts in all of the series this year, they're through the roof. You know, the GT4, both series that I run in, I mean, there's 30, 35 cars in each class. Um, LMP3 is begging in. You know, I said it, and there's people out there wanting to drive race cars. I mean, it's been really busy, and I think the sport is, is growing and growing. I'm excited to see how the uh, you know the, the hypercar stuff works in the next year or two. And, um, but I'm, I'm glad to be in the big show. It's what I've always dreamed of doing. Yeah. Well, and as you mentioned, is the SRO series. That's a healthy place as well, and they're they're doing a lot of interesting things with the closer to what you see at the dealership racing you know with the gt4 cars and the uh, tcr cars and things of those na- things of that nature yeah absolutely i mean i so i own a mazda mx5 cup team it's called mccombe macular racing oh awesome uh, and uh you know we have seven drivers this year so that that is that is busy it's a busy program my my uh, partner in crime there chad mccombe runs the shop full time uh, and uh we like to think that is a an entry level to get out a go-kart and, and jump into that but as you mentioned on SRO, you have TC, you have TCA. Uh, the price and budget budget's about the same to jump in there, and you get uh, you know it's a lot of uh, good opportunities. You know maybe starting in the front wheel drive cars and, and trying to work up. I think the GT4 class seems to be the biggest class sports car wise in the country right now. There's there's so many options you can use. If you take the Porsche Cayman for example, you can run that in Porsche Challenge, Porsche Sprint Challenge, PCA. GT4 IMSA, GT4 SRO, so there's a lot of good places for that car, and uh, yeah, the, like the grids are 30, 35 cars. Do you ever do any uh, Mazda MX-5 racing yourself? So I won the MX-5 Cup Championship in 2012, ah, ah. so there's a little background to that. <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, I say a couple of years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I, it was looking like I had a, a good opportunity to join the Mazda program in uh, the prototype. Uh, when Joe's came over and kind of jumped in to, to help the Mazda program out, they removed two of the Mazda drivers. I'd say removed them. They pushed them down the order. So I was quite friendly with John Doonan from uh, the time he was in charge of Mazda Motorsports and said, so does that mean I'm next in line or am I now down to third in line? Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm excited the way the program has happened and I, I pushed towards the sports cars and I'm, I'm glad that I went that direction. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, you, you've seen uh, so many aspects uh, uh, of the sport, uh, uh, both starting out, but also now at the manufacturing level. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I'd love to say one day I'd like to be a you know a drive for a manufacturer, but I have so much going from different cities and different clients, and I get to drive different cars. I also think that keeps me really active. You know, I can jump in a car again somewhere around Belle Isle and go fast right away just from my constant time in a race car. Yeah, well, you're you're awfully quick, awfully competitive this weekend in Mercedes. Uh, Stephen McAleer, thanks for joining us, and good luck this afternoon. Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you both. Thank you. All right, we're going to uh, take a break here, uh, hear from our sponsors, and on the other side we're going to be talking more auto racing live from Belle Isle at the Detroit Grand Prix. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. 
It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Welcome back to 910 AM Superstation. You're on Car Radio with Henry Payne. Uh, Robin Warner next to me here in the booth. We are broadcasting live from Belle Isle at the Detroit Grand Prix, the last uh, Grand Prix on the island. Uh, Very excited to have you uh, with us today in the second hour of the program. And uh, the song is I Can't Drive 55. I tell you, Robin, there's nobody out here today driving 55. Uh, <laughs> the speed limit normally around uh, Belle Isle is 25 miles an hour, uh, which I always get a kick out of uh, because right. uh, these guys are doing uh, maybe one, 170 uh, down the uh, front straight here as well as down the back straight. 
very, very quick cars around this place. Um, and, and an iconic place. Uh, I, I think we're going to uh, we're going to miss uh, Belle Isle. Yeah, I, there's going to be no denying that you're going to miss this because over the years it's been built up and built up and uh, people have been getting smarter and more creative about how to use this space. And now it's to the play, point where we've got concert events going on. We've got a great like fan section uh, to keep uh, younger people busy um, all the time. And throughout the park, there are still... Um, like different playgrounds and things like that for the kids. So there's so many opportunities. And then if you're just a car guy, there's just countless things to do here. And then uh, what they did to keep things open on Friday so you could look at the paddock and get a really close look at the cars and uh, the mechanics working on them and everything else, uh, the accessibility to the drivers, all of it. It's just so unique and fantastic about Belle Isle it's just how well they've put it together yeah no it's uh, and everything's right here I mean we're we're on the porch uh, you look right over our shoulders at the paddock uh, it's right there uh, uh, the the uh, the fountain turns nine and ten uh, are, are just to our right I mean it's it's a very accessible place uh, for fans you can get up close to the drivers uh, as well as well as the race cars I was, I was really interested in uh, the previous segment. We were talking to Stephen McAleer, who's a very accomplished driver. Uh, he's into his 30s now. I think he's 36, 37 years old. Uh, extremely quick, obviously um, capable of jumping into different vehicles and being quick, quick right away, uh, as he has been this year with the uh, number 32 uh, Mercedes um, uh, uh, GT3 car. Uh, and he was, and, and you guys were talking about uh, some of the peers that you had uh, in, in Skip Gar- Skip Barber. You came up uh, through Skip Gar- Barber Racing uh, here in the states. Uh, Macleer came up through through Skip Barber Racing, and uh, Macleer, for example, was throwing out names that we recognize. Other names we don't recognize. I mean, some guys make it, some guys don't. But uh, even though they're, they're all, they have the same skill set, uh, talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, you know, racing is a multifaceted, multi-talented thing to be able to uh, compete in professionally. Driving talent is just one of them. And, and I mean that sincerely in the sense that you have to be really good at promoting yourself, marketing yourself, and positioning yourself in a place that makes you look attractive to sponsors that makes you look attractive to team owners that makes you look attractive to um all the different aspects of motorsport that isn't racing yeah you also have to drive a car quickly but that is by far it's far from the only problem that's far from the only talent you need yeah yeah it's a yeah it's a it's a business at the end of the day and uh and i and i it, it, it's interesting you talked to, to uh to uh, folks like Stephen McAleer, who determined he wanted to be a professional race driver. And it really is something you have to commit to. It's a tremendous amount of travel. Um, and, and ultimately, it, it, it may involve things like not uh, uh, racing a car for a while. I mean, he's, he, he also owns a team. Uh, you you, you, you uh, talk with uh, drivers, particularly in the sports car end of the sport, where we are today with IMSA WeatherTech. Who uh, who think they'll never drive again? They kind of 
go off and they they go into management. Next thing you know, they're they're offered a driving opportunity again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 absolutely uh, it's absolutely the case that if you're not independently wealthy, that it takes a lot of commitment, a lot of commitment to make it as a driver. And uh, you know, IMSA is such a fantastic place because. It's an endurance series that needs drivers more than any other series. You can get into IMSA and uh, have a place much more easily than you can be one of the 25, 26 IndyCar drivers or one of the 20 Formula One drivers. And uh, so there's opportunities there. But racing is no no small feat to get into. When I was getting into it myself, I was like, I'd do anything to be a race car driver. And then I got into it. I was like, oh, actually, no, I wouldn't do anything to be a race car driver because I don't want to have 20 credit cards maxed out. I don't want to sleep on my friend's couch for six months at a time. <laughs> I don't want to have to just you know, wash the same three T-shirts as my own for uh, how many ever years before you make it. There's there's guys that really dig deep to do it, and the ones that and not not all of them are successful. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real commitment uh, to do it. So uh, uh, we we just had the uh, the IndyCar uh, guys. I think just finished. Uh, uh, they're they're qualifying. Uh, 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 session, uh, and so they're they're gearing up for tomorrow's big race. But today is all about the uh, sports cars. This is this is IMSA's day. Uh, this afternoon, they're going to be going to racing here in another hour and a half, uh, two hours or so. And I'm and I'm fascinated. We we we've been talking about uh, all the manufacturers coming into uh, the the, uh, the the prototype end of the sport uh, uh, next year. And my sense is, is, is a lot of the attraction there is, is, um, is, is that the, the series is going hybrid and there's an electrification aspect to the industry right now. And I think a lot of uh, manufacturers want to get their feet wet. Uh, they are both from a technological and a marketing point of view. But on, on, the, on the GT racing side, we, we've had an extraordinary number of manufacturers involved in the GTD class uh, here, we, uh, we we were just interviewing a Mercedes driver, and he was uh, he was concerned about how quick Lexus is. And before him, we were talking to a BMW driver. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, these are these are the these are the top brands in the world that are in this race series. What, what's going on there? What's what is IMSA doing so well to get all these brands here? It's it's a combination of things. I think it first of all. What we're seeing with prototypes is what we've already seen with uh, production with the GT racing is there is world classes. So GT3 is what GTD follows. So you can get a GT3 car and you can race it in Asia. You can race it in Asia. You can race it in Europe. You can race it here in the United States. Um, Prototype is going in that direction. And the other part of it is uh, balanced performance. So... Now you know that you can build one race car that you can race around the world, and you know that if you take it IMSA racing, it'll be competitive because IMSA will force it to be competitive with the other teams. So you have close racing guaranteed, all but guaranteed, and you have one race car that you can take anywhere in the world, and it can compete. 
And so that's very attractive to manufacturers because they save so much money that way. Yeah, and, and it drives the teams crazy. <laughs> yes, it does. It, it, it's funny because, you know, on the, on the driver team side, we've, we've heard Wayne Taylor today <laughs> talk about uh, the frustrations of balance performance. Oh, yeah. And we've talked to uh, some of the drivers and Brian about Sellers that as well. had some things to say about yeah. that as well, absolutely. But from the manufacturer's point of view, that's it, it's really an important thing. Uh, to, to that their their cars can win on any given weekend, and you you and I cover the industry beyond uh, auto racing. Um, I mean, auto racing clearly is very important to these brands. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, even with all these changes in uh, uh, what we're seeing in uh, uh, propulsion, you know, electrification, all that, but also automation, you know, driving aids that are getting more and more. Uh, attention and development and uh, you know it, we're seeing some uh, downfalls of that as well but uh, the attraction to motorsport is as strong as it's ever been despite those things so it, it's it's really I mean if I were to say it in one word it's a relief because <laughs> I've loved racing my entire life and I don't think we have to worry about it going anywhere yeah well and and of course the crown jewel is is Formula One uh, that, that 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 is that is the peak of, of the sport, and uh, I've I've been a race fan all my life. I have never seen this kind of enthusiasm for Formula One in the United States. So we're going to have three Grand Prix here next year. How did that happen? Yeah, it's just amazing what a Netflix show can do, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it. I think what uh, do you remember? I forget the name of it now, but there was a, a, a fantastic film put together about the 24 Hours of Le Mans, um, and it was following the Audi R8, and it really just um, tightened everything up into just one consumable chunk of time of like what racing is all about, and I think what Drive to Survive did was do that for Formula One, so now all the intensity that us racing fans already knew about now any fan could see it more easily yeah no it's uh yeah it's a, it's a remarkable piece of marketing it's, uh, it's exciting to see i still think indycar is the best open wheel racing in the world I, I love watching these guys race on ovals street courses road courses and uh that'll that'll be uh, exciting to watch tomorrow uh we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors uh we are live from belle isle here at car radio today uh and you are on 9 10 a.m the superstation Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Attention. 
Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at jamie at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. To Car Radio, you're on 910 AM Superstation, and we are live on the Casino Porch down here at Belle Isle. Excited to have you on the program. We're joined by Ricky Taylor and Philippe Albuquerque, the uh, dynamic duo behind the wheel of the Acura ARX05. That's out here, qualified second, third. third. You're third, yeah. The Acura, two Acura uh, teams going at it hard, and right behind uh, the Cadillac. Um, of Sebastian Bourdais who set a track record uh, yesterday. You guys got to set a track record this afternoon because this is your last race on this uh, on this island. Ricky, is that a little little bittersweet? Yeah, it is. I think uh, Belle Isle has been such a staple on the IMSA schedule for so long. Um, uh, uh, Philippe and I were talking earlier today, and I've been coming here since 2012. I, I feel so old that it's been it's been that long, and I absolutely love coming to Belle Isle, but. Next year, going to the streets of Detroit, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be very very cool. Yeah, it is going to be cool uh, seeing seeing uh, cars go 180 miles an hour down uh, <laughs> Jefferson yeah, Avenue yeah. is going to be uh, pretty wild. I mean, uh, that's got to be what 15 miles an hour faster than you go, Henry? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's a pretty quick commute around here. Yeah, that's on TV without a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> well, Philippe, I'm 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 interested. Uh, we've we've seen Taylor's uh, racing here for years, going back to 
Papa Wayne and uh, um, uh, what, what's it like racing with the uh, with the Taylor family? It's it's very unique and very special. I mean, it's uh, it's a passion. It's a passion team, and I think when you are racing and you are doing what you love and you can you, you call it a job because they do it as every day but the passion that goes on the team and so close to each other making sure that every mechanic every engineer is happy in the team and like giving their hearts um, to for performance and uh, because they are always asking like a lot of hours to the mechanics to the engineers to make this thing goes faster than others so for sure I think that's one of the ingredients that they have that maybe other teams don't have like that passion and the, the sense of the community of a family taking care of each other and that's very unique yeah it's, a, it's an unusual group yeah absolutely and you have your uh, other uh, we'll call it step family um, in Meyer Shank um, right next to you guys so I guess it's good that you guys are both maximizing what you can get out of the Acura and yet how do you guys how do you guys strategize getting around to be the lead Acura for this 100 minute race yeah it's very it's very short race I think uh, you know Acura does an amazing job of supporting all the programs and uh, Meyer Schenk has done a great job uh, all year to be as strong as they have and uh, today it's going to be difficult. It's it's only 100 minutes, like you say, and uh, we're starting on the inside. So hopefully we can make something happen at the start to get ahead. Um, but definitely we, we, we'd love to see an Acura on top of the podium, uh, first and for all. And how, how did you guys how did you guys manage to get so close? I mean, this is traditionally stronger for the uh, Cadillacs for the Delara chassis, and yet there's only one Cadillac in front of you guys. How did you guys manage that? Uh, well. Um yeah, I think I think that goes down to the part of the great job of IMSA that he's doing. You know, like they're looking at you know balancing the performance of it and knowing that it's completely different philosophies and performance of cars in a way that we have an Arca chassis with the turbo engine there and the Cadillac is completely different. So obviously, um, you know, there is tracks that is better for us and there is tracks that is better for them. And and then it's down to IMSA, uh, the, uh, the, the championship, to try to balance that and to try to make it even as much as you can. And at the moment, I think what Ricky did yesterday and Tom and the other Acura and Bordeaux, uh, that just shows the level of IMSA it is now. I think we've seen like an amazing level increase of performance of drivers over the last three, four years. It's like, and we've seen yesterday, you know, Bordeaux still touch the wall and they spun in the end and um, but that shows how much in the limit they are and a, a red flag could be thrown there at any moment because I was you know when I was in the radio yeah. and hearing what the engineer was saying and, and Ricky said how are we and he said so close your P2 just 200s off so and he was already in the limit so then it's like oh boy this is it because to go those 200s off is like when you try that you know, half a meter later braking, and then you find a new bump, and the car bites you, and you're on the wall. And, <laughs> and then I think he did an amazing job, and uh, everyone did. So, and today we go again for 100 minutes. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. Now the, the margins are so close here, but it's, but it's uh, give us a preview of the race this afternoon because it's a little different. You don't have P2 out here. You don't have the uh, GTD Pro class. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a little more wide open race today with less cards uh, on the track. Yeah, there's only 16 cars total, um, six in the in the DPI class, and so what I think that means for the race is it's 100 minutes. So first of all, it's 
and it's a two-stop, but possibly a one-stop if we get some yellow in there. So it'll be interesting to see some strategies play out. But also, I think with the lower car counts, we can't anticipate as many yellows as we normally would would sort of expect. But um, looking at the race, you know, you're going to catch a pack of GT cars all in one at a time, and then you're going to have some sort of green track you know, flat out running until you catch them again. So it's, I think the flow of the race is going to be a little different where normally it's sort of uh, consistently working your way through traffic. This, I think today it's going to be a bit more stop and start. And when we do catch the GT traffic, you know, I think the prototypes are going to be taking a little extra risk to maybe make something happen uh, within your own class to, to get by. Yeah. Yeah. So some, some, strat- some strategy with uh, blue flags as, uh, as we might think about it. It's like, are there smarter places to get around the GT cars than the other team, potentially? Uh, yeah. I, I think we go ahead with the flow. We just try to take them as, as smart as we can to take an advantage. And obviously, they we need to respect as well them because they are racing it as, as each other. And they it's very interesting to see the guy that is behind. He's trying sometimes not letting us pass in places that he knows that he's going to lose time. And then he will for sure open the door to let us pass that he knows that when we pass the other guy in front of him, he will try to take a chance. So it's very interesting to read the minds of every driver that is on, on those GTD cars, and for sure they know as well who is aggressive and when we are playing for the win in the end and how close we are. So it's, I think that's what makes endurance racing very special. I, I'm, I'm uh, curious. Uh, uh, there's a lot going to be going on in the off-season uh, this year. Uh, we've just seen the new Acura car. Uh, for next year. Felipe, you're from Portugal. Uh, Ricky's an American driver. Uh, is, is, there a, is there a real sense of anticipation about next year going with this new global car? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, uh, it's a worldwide uh, excitement going on because uh, Acura just announced like the first images of the car uh, in a shade, I don't know how you call this. Camouflage. Camouflage <laughs> uh, <laughs> photos. And uh, I got a message from, you know, from Europe, from America, just how cool it is. And they want to see this car as well racing in Le Mans because it's eligible to, to, to do so. And as well, it's eligible to see as well the Toyotas and Ferraris coming back, you know, coming to, to, to Daytona. And I think, you know, the endurance fans and uh, actually any motorsport fan would like to see, you know, Acura fighting Ferrari and Porsche and uh, Peugeot and uh, Toyotas all together, great brands fighting in different continents. And um, I think that's really exciting. And we are just about to put the hands on the car. And it's going to be super tricky, super busy. I'm going to be a lot, traveling a lot around. But, um, you know, happy traveling and happy doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really fantastic that we're starting to see this meshing of IMSA and WEC so that there are a lot more reasons to to race in both and that you can race at the marquee events here in North America, but then also at the marquee events across the world. And, uh, you know, seeing Le Mans and uh, 24 Hours to Daytona, eventually those being raced by effectively the same cars, that's yeah. got to feel exciting. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, we're all fans of the sport, and uh, I guess you could equate it to a bit like, you know, Champ Car was great, but they didn't have the Indy 500 until they joined. And for us, it's the same. Like, we love IMSA racing. It's some of the best racing you'll see in the world. Uh, but we don't have the opportunity to go to Lamar right now. And so the, the fact that 
the, those relations have, have sort of you know taken place and that we're eligible to go to Le Mans uh, for us is just the most exciting thing as a driver to have the opportunity to to win Daytona overall, Sebring overall, Petit Le Mans, and Le Mans all in the same year. It's it's a dream season. Like I mean, that could be a championship on its own. Just those you know four or five races. That's <laughs> yeah, true. And um, and so I think I think we're all very excited. Uh, Acura has been uh, so supportive, and I think if you look on. Um, on the development side, the HPD, who is the Honda performance development behind the development of, of our LMDH car, is just such a successful company in everything that they do, whether it's IndyCar, sports cars, Pikes Peak, touring cars. Um, they really win everywhere that they go, and the team there has just expanded like crazy. So I'm excited to, to like Philippe said, get our hands on the first car and, and actually get a feel for it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tremendous year. Uh, 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 last question for you guys: You're you both hopping on a plane to France after yeah. this. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be interesting because uh, from DPI field, it's like ten guys going to Le Mans tonight. So at 9 p.m. we go on a plane and all going there to Le Mans, and uh, obviously someone will win, someone will lose, someone will crash, and let's hope that that plane gets to Paris, really. <laughs> yeah, it's a big field on that. You're, you're racing, you're not racing together, though. No. We're all in different cars as well. So. Yeah, yeah, so you're racing, Felipe, you're racing. Yeah, we're going to be teammates, so we're just going to be teammates and liking each other until, like, five, and then the game is on, like, right, lying to each other, like, tomorrow. And it's World, World War, exactly. World War Three. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, great of you guys to join us, uh, taking the time here. Uh, I, I know you got a lot of preparation to do for this afternoon's race. For uh, Philippe Albuquerque and, and uh, Ricky Taylor, thanks for joining us today. And good luck in the MC race this afternoon. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you. Thank thanks you for having us. All right. We are uh, live here on the Belle Isle porch um, for, the, for the last Detroit Grand Prix. Uh, joined by Robin Warner. Uh, we got one last segment of Car Radio after these advertisements, so stick with us, and we'll be right back. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seigensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patty charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. 
You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Riding along in my automobile My baby beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile My curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio place to go. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, uh, the Superstation. We are live on the casino porch at Belle Isle uh, this afternoon, uh, getting ready for the big IMSA WeatherTech race, uh, feature race this afternoon. We're joined by Aaron Talitz, who drives the number 12 Lexus uh, uh, GT3 car in the GTD class. Uh, Aaron, welcome. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's Tealitz, by the way. Oh, uh, easy to mess that up. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both <laughs> people say Tealitz, actually, so you're closer with Tealitz. I was going to go with Aaron T. There you go. Yeah. Tealitz. All right. Yeah, I appreciate that correction. This class is extraordinarily competitive. You can throw a blanket across everybody in the 129s, but... We're hearing from some of the other GTD guys who have been on the show that the Lexus car is the car to beat. You think that's true? Uh, I mean, we have a great car right now. Our Lexus RCF GT3 car is really working around Belle Isle this year. Uh, 17 Lexus is on pole, and the 12 Lexus is fourth. Uh, had a lap going for, for second place in, in qualifying, too, and just uh, just lost out a bit in one of the last sectors of the track. So we are looking good, but... Um, I don't know. I think they're 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 painting us into a, into a bit of a corner there. I would I would look at it and say, with with the field being as tight as it is and as close as it is, the winner's just going to be who does the little things right, the pit stops right, uh, when prototype traffic comes around, not getting caught out, that kind of stuff. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about this uh, uh, class is that uh, you got an IndyCar guy uh, um, mixing it up with you, right? Uh, 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 Kirkwood has uh, been doing some quick laps in uh, in the IndyCar as well as the Lexus car out here. That's pretty unusual. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I mean, Kyle is our uh, one of our endurance drivers, so he does Daytona with us and Sebring and Petit Le Mans with us. Uh, but, yeah, he got the... Uh, 
got the opportunity to make it a double uh, this weekend. So he's doing both GTD and the Lexus, and then uh, in the Foyt car, the 14 Foyt car and Indy car. Yeah. So if, so if something happens to him, will you jump jump into the Indy car? <laughs> well, I'd be I'd be absolutely chomping at the bit to do that. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> so we we've talked to uh, the prototype drivers a little bit about uh, how passing the GT drivers is going to be a potential opportunity for them to get ahead of each other. Let's flip that around. It, is there a smarter way to be passed? Are there ways to take advantage of prototypes coming that you can uh, turn that into an opportunity in uh, your competitors? Yeah, absolutely. So just as much as it's an opportunity for the prototype drivers to make passes on their competitors, it's a great opportunity for us to maybe get a gap on one of our other GT drivers or possibly pass one of them as well, follow a prototype through when they're making a pass. So um, it's really important to be smart with traffic management around here. It's so tight and twisty and no room for error. So making sure that you're you're almost like cooperating with the prototype drivers when they're coming through um, is normally the best way it works out. Because if you're both fighting each other, you're both losing time, and that's not the way to do it. Is there an opportunity to talk about that ahead of the race? Do you guys have a, a driver's meeting uh, with the prototype drivers and the GTD uh, uh, drivers and sort of talk about the niceties of lapping? Ah, we kind of we kind of don't um i don't know we, we we generally don't don't speak to each other we actually did speak to uh, uh felipe and uh um ricky that you just had on on the way in we walked in together and they were just kind of talking about how they try to be um you know maybe a little bit more courteous when they pass the gt drivers because they know that we will remember if that car goes by and they gave us room or whatever right, right. when they come back the next time we'll be like oh that car was kind of nice to us and maybe give them an easier time whereas if someone stuffs you into a corner or holds you up or does something you don't like probably the next time they come around we're not going to be as nice <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how do you how do you are are there ways that you've learned what are the ways to be um past smarter as opposed to uh, just getting past. Yeah, uh, to be honest, the number one way is here is making sure they're getting by before they get into a break zone. Anytime they have to do like a late move uh, to the inside of you, it slows you both down. So they're breaking on the dirty part of the track. We've got to wait for them to turn in before we can get by. So uh, it sounds weird, but sometimes if you see one coming like into turn one or down into turn three, and you're like, ah, maybe you just save a little bit of fuel that lap. You lift a little bit early, make sure they get in front of you, clear you, so then they don't have to do a riskier pass maybe later on. So, like, especially in turn three, if they don't get you there, maybe they're going to try and dive up the inside in turn four, which is low probability, or into turn five uh, or whatever. So that's uh, that's the tricky part here. Oh, wow. So what about the GT cars? The, the balance performance is so tight among you guys. What makes a Lexus faster or slower than a BMW or a Lamborghini or an Aston Martin or a Mercedes-Benz? Yeah, do you know what? We all kind of, it seems like we all sort of maybe have our tracks where we're a little bit better or, or some of us are a little bit worse at other tracks, but for whatever reason, it seems like this weekend, every manufacturer seems to have good performance. I mean, you've seen all the cars doing decent lap times really close to the top um, across the board, so it seems really close this weekend here, and it's probably down to the fact that this is not a racetrack it's a street course just kind of park roads really bumpy tight quarters um so it it puts more emphasis on just the cars being compliant and over the bump so here the lexus uh does a really good job of eating up the bumps um 
our cars handle really well in the brake zones on the bumps and even on power uh, over the bump. So that's probably our advantage here. I see. I see. So uh, last year was your first year here on this on this track. How, how do you? How do you assess this track? Do you do you like it? Yeah, I love it. I'm I'm actually a little bummed that it is going away. I'm hoping they recreate an epic racetrack over in downtown for next year. But um, you know, yeah, it's it's an awesome track. Really fun event. Uh, great atmosphere out here. I feel like every the two years that I've been here, and I always used to watch it the IndyCar race too on TV because it it's always an exciting race. Yeah, do you do you? Uh, I mean, what's what's great about your series, about Indy series, uh, IMSA, IMSA and Indy together, is that you guys drive such a variety of tracks. Uh, do you, as as drivers, do you guys talk about that? I mean, do you, do you try to seek out drivers who've been to this street course a lot and talk to them a lot? Are there certain guys you seek out who who you know sort of understand street courses? Definitely, yeah. If you've never been to a street course, you've got to talk to someone who's been there, who's got laps, um, and can give you the little little pointers or, or things that you might not pick up on by watching a video or even going on a simulator, right? Simulator's not going to simulate this place all that well, possibly. Yeah. So you've got to talk to someone else. I, luckily, I had a, a teammate last year, Jack Hawksworth, who's really, really um, uh, experienced here, has done IndyCar here, has done IMSA here. Um, and so we're just, uh, that's who I bounced a lot of ideas off of last year. Can we, we can we I race this course? <laughs> we should I think try. we can, can we? Yeah, maybe so. I, I've never seen it, but I, I certainly wouldn't turn it down if I got the opportunity to. So that would be a challenge for I racing, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, with the bumps, yeah. You just yeah. wouldn't feel the bumps in I racing, would you? Man, oh man, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, 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 big race this afternoon. You, you feel like uh, you're in a good good spot on the grid. I mean, it's a short race. Yeah, it's a short race. We we start P4, so we got a, a couple cars uh, in between us and the lead. But uh, you can get a clean pit stop, faster driver change, um, save a little bit of fuel on the first stint, have a better outlap than other guys, and you can make passes that way. And like we said about maybe the traffic, there's only six prototypes, so not a ton of traffic for us, but. You never know. We'll be trying to find our way up to the front, making yeah. a one-two for Lexus. Yeah, G DTD is where it's at these days. Yeah. I, it's just such an exciting series. Yeah. Well, Aaron Tealips, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, good luck this afternoon, and, and uh, I hope all goes well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. All right. Well, that's going to uh, wrap it for us here on uh, Belle Isle. Uh, Robin Warner, great having you. Uh, in the booth, always a lot of fun. <laughs> I love being in the booth. It's my favorite booth to be in. <laughs>